Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Yo, 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 welcome to another episode of I'm Supposed to Be Here. I am your host, Donovan D.C. Carter. Man, I got a special guest in the building. He's a Trojan, ladies and gentlemen. It's okay, man. (laughs) My boy Thomas Hitman Williams, man. What's going on, boss? D.C., what's up, man? And you know what? It's so fitting because I really feel like I'm supposed to be here. I'm supposed to bless your audience with some champions, a.k.a. the USC Trojans. You know what I'm saying, (laughs) man? But, you know, it's all good, man. Thanks for having me, and I'm excited to dive in and jump in the show, man. All good, man. Before we get started, man, please like, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend. Appreciate y'all watching. We on episode, I think we're on episode eight. You know, I'm just going to keep rolling, keep, keep, keep going. Keep them going, man. But man, thank you so much, Thomas, man, for having for coming on, man. I, I, I've been I've been looking at your you know your story, man, I, as being an ex athlete and just seeing you doing things um, outside of football, man. It's just such a blessing. I mean, you're an author, you're a philanthropist, um, you're a public speaker, and, and lastly but not least, you are a, a former NFL player, man. Could you um you know tell us about your journey? Where where are you from, bro? You from the Bay, right? Yeah, so I'm from originally from Northern California. I'm from that 707, that E40. Ooh. <laughs> uh, Northern California, man. Came down here to LA, went to school at USC right around the time they started to get really good at football. And uh, man, we went on to win like 59 games, lost six, won two national championships, uh, three points away. And Vince Young spoiled our, our three peat, as we called it. Man. Um, man, got drafted in 2008, went to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Duval. And I tell people all the time, it's 904 stand up, you know, and it's crazy because like I tell people all the time, man, I was on a five year paid vacation in the NFL. And what I mean by that is like literally I was like a little bit more than a year on some teams. So I started in Jacksonville. From there, I went and got a cup of coffee up in Seattle. From Seattle, went to uh, New England, from New England to Buffalo, Buffalo to Carolina. And that's when my career ended. And, you know, it's crazy because in sports, there's very few athletes who get to walk away because it's their decision. Most of us, you know, either because the phone stops ringing or opportunity stops or because we get injured. Absolutely. And October 30th, 2011 is when uh, I woke up a professional football player and I went to sleep a former football player because my career was over. Uh, I ran into my own teammate, man, busted up my neck, laid on the ground for like two and a half minutes. I couldn't feel my arms. I couldn't feel my legs. Mm. And um, I just remember thinking to myself, if my career was to end today, what would I want to do? And I think that's when it got into legacy building, man. And I know we're going to get into it. um, But yeah, that transition going from what you thought your ultimate purpose was supposed to be. And then you finding out that that was just your passion to your ultimate purpose um, is is what I'm able to do, you know, every single day instead of just, you know, 16 games out of the season. Yeah, that's a blessing, man. I mean, um, I didn't I didn't get the chance to had a career you did, but you know how that I, I know that feeling of, you know, the game being taken away. And for my sense, it was, 
you know, I, I wanted to keep playing, but it just, it just the game didn't want me in a sense. But um, but like you said, I'm just happy to have went through that because it kind of set me up, you know, also to my, to my next level, you know, my next chapter in life. And I think you just have to go through that, man. Like I, I tip my hat because it's them guys. You know, everybody think it's just, you know, sweet and, uh, you know, going to the league is just amazing. Like, you know, not everybody has their careers as Tom Brady and, um, you know, and, um I think I just seen Cam, you know even Cam Newton you know you you get these big contracts right. and 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 they just think you know it, it's just it's just all good but your role you know getting getting cut getting signed getting cut getting signed getting cut like like what were you going through like what made you just want to keep going because I know a lot of people they were like they were quick because it's like I mean for me I got cut one time I went up to Oakland. Uh, Raiders mm. for minicamp my first year out my first year out of school and when yep. I, and, and I didn't even get you know it wasn't like hard knocks where they just called me in one at a time it was a group of us <laughs> and they was just like thanks or no thanks and, and to me it just it broke my heart it's almost like you know you proposing to um you know to your to your girl and she <laughs> says no and you just like and you just like what am what am I doing so like what what made you like just keep keep going boss Man, it's funny that you say that because that's exactly what the NFL is. It's that you can have one of her and I'm talking to my, you know, to the males or you can have one partner, but your partner has many of you. Mm. And it's like there's 2000 players who are playing in the NFL and she can pick anything. She can pick, you know, you, somebody off the street, you know, the person next to you in the locker room, any of you like you're disposable. And but you have to stay ready for the one chance that she might look at you and say, hey, I want to date you, mm. but don't get too comfortable because I'm going to date anybody who I choose. And so for me, man, I just remember in high school, I, I ultimately like that was my purpose. That's what I wanted to do. Right. And like growing up through high school, like I did this project in 12th grade and the teacher said, OK, where are you going to be in five years? And so five years, I knew that I was going to be 23 years old. And at that time, I already accepted my scholarship to go to USC play there. So that means that I was going to be, you know, 23 years old, graduated. And I said, I want to be an NFL football player. Like I'm going to wear number 51. I want to play for the Miami Dolphins. I'm going to get a Benz. I'm going to live in a condo, you know, Biscayne, like Miami, hot, (laughs) whole thing. Like I I planned this whole thing out and it was beautiful because our teacher gave us this blessing of visualize what you want. Like visualize exactly what you want. And I'm in 12th grade. And so, you know, people are like doctors and teachers and, you know, real estate and like insurance and veterinarians, whatever it was. I was like, this is what I want to do. And it's crazy because there was a girl who asked me the question at the very end of my presentation and I'm sweating because I'm nervous. And this is the first time I'm actually like vulnerable of like telling people this is what I want to do. And she's like, what are you going to do when it doesn't happen? Mm. And like in a moment, DC, I really remember like, for a second, I kind of was like oh, stabbed, but then yeah. like, you know, that competitor, that dog in me came back quick, like, like quick with it. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to do the same thing you're going to do if yours don't come true. Absolutely. Like we all in the same boat, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, so five years later, I get drafted to the Jacksonville Jaguars, which is only 345 miles away from Miami. I wore number 53 instead of number 51. Mm-hmm. I did drive the Benz. And uh, I didn't live in, in Biscayne. I was living on uh, Riverside in Duval County in Jacksonville, which gotcha. is right across the water from, from the stadium. But it showed me that this, you can actually become what you prepare and visualize that you want to do. And so to answer your question about why did I not quit and give up? Because I always had that girl's voice in my brain. Mm. Like, I never want to go back. And she's like, well, you only played for a year. or You only played for two or three or four or five. And I'll tell you what's crazy is that when I got hurt, and I was trying to make a comeback. I was talking to one of my boys 
And he's like, hey, man, you got any teams make any offers? Anybody call you? Any more workouts, tryouts? And I was like, no. And he was like, man, don't even trip. Like, you made it. And that was the first time. And at that time, I was 27 years old. Mm. And that was the first time I actually heard or thought about I made it. Because you know, like, being an athlete or being in entertainment, like, you're in it. So you don't see, you don't see it like, and anytime, like being in sports, the coach would say, anytime you want to admire your work, you're going to get beat. Yeah. Like, coach, I'm trying to admire my work. Like, don't admire your work during the play. You're getting critiqued like, always. At, man, you're getting critiqued. And then yeah. even so, like, your your job's not finished until it's done. Right. And so for me, like, at that moment, I was driving on the four, I was driving on the 10 freeway, getting ready to turn onto the 405 over that overpass. Like, I'll never forget it. And my boy was like, yeah, you made it. And I was like, I did? Right. You got it. I'm like, yeah. It's, I did make it. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Like I, I had a similar instance, like with one of my one of my teammates, man. Uh, his name was Taylor Embry, man. Shout out to Embo. He actually coaching for the Jets right now, but um, you know, it was it was a time because I because I didn't I didn't even make it there. So I think like you know you you your goal is to go to NFL, and if you don't make it, you almost you feel like a failure. Like I failed because I didn't let I didn't let down my parents, I didn't let down my friends, you know, you know, fans and everything. But same thing, he told me he's like, man, like. Like you made it, man. You you played at a you played at UCLA. You played at a Division One Division One school. You played at the Rose Bowl. You got your degree. Like you 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 know I had to sit back and think like, man, I've done a lot of stuff that not a lot of people have done. And you know you take it for granted sometimes because your ultimate goal is to go there. And if you don't go there, you kind of forget. Because I ain't gonna lie, you in high school, you, I'm supposed to go to college. It's expected. I'm supposed to get a scholarship. I'm supposed to be here. I'm supposed to do these things. Like that's that's not that's not the goal. The goal is to go to the league. But I had to take right. a step back and be like, you know what, like. Dan, I got to I got to play college football, man, and I got to run out the Rose Bowl. Got to play USC, you know, every year, and got to compete with some of the best, you know, athletes, you know, was. And I, you know, I didn't go, I didn't get there, but uh, but shoot, I I got to where I was at, and man, you know, for me, like, man, I'm a believer in God, you know, everything happens uh, for a reason. And um, and even with you, man, you got a, you got a similar story. One of my roommates, his name was Jonathan Franklin. He had a neck injury yeah, as yeah. well, and um, and he actually got drafted. He got he he did that his rookie year, and mm. I, and it was just and, and you know for y'all, man, I mean, just that mental you know toughness, just being you know being that position because you know you like you know you work so hard to get there and for it to right. get taken away, and like you said, not even. Through like what you did, just through an injury, like you know, that's just that's just a lot, man. So I'm just, man, I'm just, I'm just happy to see like you healthy. How 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 is your health now and everything? Man, my health is my health is good, thank God, yes. man. And I also want to hit on something that you you just mentioned, and I don't think there's enough there's enough light shined on it. So let's 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 kind of unpack this, especially for your listeners who can understand this. So just like what you explained and talked about, like we don't give ourselves enough credit for making it to the highest level. Like you think about how many high school football players there are in the United States. There's millions, there's millions, right? And you were one of 85 scholarship football players at UCLA at the time. Like UCLA is not like, which I call Compass University, right? Which means Northeastern, Southern, Western state. Like that is a real school. I went to USC, like that is a real school. And so there's so many of us who go to school who get a scholarship, don't have no student debt, graduate mm. with a degree, with a piece of paper from a major institution mm. with an alumni base. And like, we're not adding these tokens up, right? Like we're, we're literally like NFL or bust, I NFL see. or bust. Because in our minds, we've been so conditioned to compete against the person who's to my left and to my right. 
right? And so the person to my left and to my right go to the NFL, I don't. Now, all of a sudden, I'm a failure. Yeah. Well, that doesn't need to be true at all. The, the whole mindset is like, what have I been given? So I've been given this opportunity to get an education. Now, if I'm the first person in my immediate family, like I was to go to college, now I can get a nice job. I have a network. I have a brand like UCLA, USC behind me. So when I go out to somebody and I say, hey, you know what? Even if it's underwater basket weaving, I got my degree in sociology. And I was able because of USC to get five internships at a radio station, at an insurance firm, at a financial uh, advisory company, at uh, uh, like a TV and then like another company. And so these people gave me opportunities all why? Not because of what I knew, but because of who I was associated with, with USC. And there's not enough athletes who sit there and go to the mindset of, look, I don't care. Let's be honest. The NFL for less than less than one percent of the NFL, everybody gonna have to get another job anyway. Like let, let's just at keep it point, all the way. At bumpy. some point, like yep. you, you, you can't. Like there's only a couple guys on each team who make the fifty million dollars, the hundred million dollars. They ain't gotta work, but pretty much for a lot of us, we're gonna have to work again. So the NFL is just a, a continued experience to be a kid. And that a lot of us get an opportunity to continue to kind of live out our fantasy, but we're going to have to get a job anyways. Yep. And so why not start that job at 23? And now when you're, by the time you're the average career is three and a half years. So now let's take that to 26, maybe 27, and like 27 years old, you've had four years of working experience. I don't have any, you're actually now ahead of me. Yes. And I went to the NFL, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's all about the perspective and the mindset where a lot of our young athletes don't have that perspective and mindset because why? Because their parents are counting on them to go to the league so that they can brag, so that they can get the money, so they can get the cars, um, so their coaches, so other people. Like it's never, and I tell people this all the time, like the transition is never about the individual who transitioned. It's about the people around you. I mean, you think about, I'm sure your story, like people see you on TV, now all of a sudden their expectations of you have changed. For like sure. your expect- expectations haven't changed. Their expectations, whatever it is, DC's the man. I seen him on TV. DC's the man. He played football. DC's the man. It's them that change around you. It's not the individual. So, no different than when you transition to a higher level of playing sports or even out of sports. It's the expectations of the other people who are around you who sit there and consider you different. So then they put you on a pedestal and go, "Man, DC's on. He think he think he better than us." It's like, no, 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 no. Right. DC's the same dude. He's now operating at the same level that he is. Um, and so I, I just really wanted to unpack that, man, because I don't think there's enough light in what you just said and shared, because a lot of the young players, they need to understand. I got I know people like I have friends with hundreds of thousands of dollars of student loan debt. Man. And you mean to tell me you went to a university and you walk out of there with like a seventy five dollar parking ticket that's on your bill? Like, come yeah. on, bro. Yeah, it's a blessing, man. I mean, I didn't you know, when you in it, you don't know that. And when I transitioned. When football was over, you know, I could I was able to follow my dreams because a lot of my friends that didn't play sports, they had to go straight into work because they, they got thousands, you know, hundreds and thousands of dollars in, in student loans. And I was just fortunate where I kind of got to, you know, take my time and really, you know, found like what my passion, what I really wanted to do. 
Cause I was, you know, hearing all these people, you know, they would have people come and talk to us while I was in school and, you know, some, you know, stuff that kind of stood out is like, you know, such jobs they did, it, it didn't feel like work. And for me, like football, you know, this is a job, but it didn't feel like work. So that was my, you know, that was my ultimate goal. But like you said, it was, just, it was, it was, it was difficult because, you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't, we didn't have a resume. We didn't have any work experience. You know, I'm going on these interviews, I'm doing all this stuff. And, you know, they're like, you know, this is cool. Even being at UCLA, they like, that's cool, man. But like, where's your work experience and i'm just like what like you know i i need experience to, to gain this experience and it's crazy yeah. man it's crazy man just how god works you know here i come going to hbo you know trying out for ballers with no experience at all and i, right. and I end up you know getting the opportunity and i was through going through ucla because i'm sure like you you know you had a lot of options to go and even while i was at ucla i'm thinking like it just wasn't what i thought it was um because you know we was talking before we got on you know you got these coaches that hit you up constantly constantly during the recruiting process then you get there and then they act like they don't even know you and then a lot of right. and a lot of times like for me i had a different position coach i had a different coordinator every year so i so wow. I, I had to learn different you know different playbook different terminology i got to learn this guy that didn't recruit me he don't care about me so i gotta i gotta always you know just continue to prove myself and um and you know it was a haze i wouldn't change it you know any any other way but um but i just you know it just ultimately helped me where i'm at today and of course like i said it was times where i'm like dang you know should i transfer should i go to junior college and try to bounce back even my dad was like he was trying to get me to transfer but i was just like you know i don't know why it was just and and i was young you know i was at a certain age and i'm just like you know what like i'm just gonna stick it out here because for me growing up i I went to a lot of schools I, i switched schools and i was just like man i'm just i'm just tired of like switching schools i'm gonna stay here i'm gonna thug it out because you know graduating from ucla that's gonna take me way further than you know than, than this football is and uh, right and, 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 and just this degree in the network you know and, and i and ultimately you know if i went anywhere else i wouldn't be you know where i'm at today and you know same thing for you you wouldn't be where you at today too um you yep. know just going there and just you know just sticking it out but um but yeah, man, I see. Um, I saw. I was reading, man. You the same class as, as Reggie Bush and yeah, and man. White man, like you know, you said you only lost six games. Like that's that's crazy, bro. Like yeah, those dudes only lost. Uh, they lost two. So they lost. We lost. They lost two in three years. Um, and Reggie was my roommate in college. Wow, and so man. like, like if you want to think about, like you think about what sports really is, right? If you're if you're a starter, like you're the guy, and then if you're the backup, your coach always tells you to watch the people. So we're constantly observing. Like when you're not on the field, you're still taking mental reps. And so like, I'll never forget like watching the work ethic of Reggie. Like craziest thing in the world because one, obviously, God gave him two drops of talent when he only gave me one. Right. Like he just out of this world when it just comes to they call it the it factor and he's got it. Yes. And so like you 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 see the it factor of what he has. Same thing with Lindell. Like crazy. I mean they're two different total types of players and athletes and running backs. But the talent is crazy. And so like you watch a guy like Reggie who's talented like light years ahead of most and then has the work ethic of like the backup like a walk on it was it was yeah like he had that walk on mentality of like every single day and so here's a funny story is that so at SC in our weight room our old weight room there was a place in the in the weight room where 
it was like the big fellas. So it was the offense alignment, defense alignment, linebackers, tight ends. We work out in the back room. And then you have the skill group in the front room. So it's your running backs, your wide receivers, your quarterbacks. We call them the pretty boys, right? right? The people who ain't about this life. Right. And so like one day we, you know, coach blows the whistle, everybody dispersed, you know, little guys, big guys. And Reggie came to the back room and we was like, hey, young man, you, you, uh, you lost? And he was like, no, I ain't lost. Are you? And we were like, what is this dude getting ready to do? And he started from that moment lifting and working out with the guys who were the bigger fellas. You don't see that much of like the wide receivers, the little guys. They nah. just want to sit there and do curls all day, you know, yeah. so they can look good in They're their pretty. jerseys. They're pretty little prima donnas. Yeah, you know? man. So Reggie came back there and he did he did work with the big folks. And that's why he had so much respect from, you know, everybody who played with him. Right, because man. it was like he has that dog. He has that mentality. Yeah, he might be, you know, little fella as far as stature, but he got a big grown man heart. Yeah, you know hard, what I mean? Man. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm just so happy too. Like SC, you know, I, you know, whatever, you know, happened in the past. I'm just glad like SC's welcoming back, man. Cause he like, to me, like he, like I was, I was listening, I was watching I am an athlete podcast um, the other day yeah. and they was talking about, you know, the best college football players ever. And, you yep. know, of course, Reggie was in there and they had uh, Percy Harvin, you know, Tim Tebow, I think yep. Peter, Peter, Peter Warwick. I think that's his name. Yeah. But to me, man, yep. Reggie Bush was like, that's the best player I've ever seen. Like, and like, you know, I'm UCLA, but I couldn't help but to watch SC. I couldn't help but to watch you boys play because y'all was just yeah. going crazy, man. Like, it was just like some of the best football, you know, I've I've ever seen, man. I just couldn't even imagine, like, you know, just being in LA, you know, y'all winning. Because I ain't going to lie, UCLA, man, we, I think my, my best season <laughs> went, how, wait, how many times did you beat UCLA your whole career? Or did, uh, I beat them four, so I redshirted. I okay. beat them four. I lost one. Y'all, y'all, y'all got us that year. That like thirteen to nine or oh, something like yeah, that. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. That was that was a crazy game too, man. <laughs> that was and and of, and of course you know y'all was I think y'all was number y'all number one, number two in the country. We're number one, number man. One. Number one, number two. We win that game. We go to play Ohio State in the national championship in the Fiesta Bowl. That was Maurice Claret, we right? Lost. Was that when he? No, nah, that was that was when uh, Tebow. So Tebow and them, they went and they beat uh, they beat Ohio State. I don't remember gotcha, who was on Ohio gotcha. State. I just remember like I basically played with a couple of dudes from Florida, like in the league, and yeah. I was just like, "You guys are welcome." They were like, "You're welcome for what?" I was like, "You guys are welcome for us losing to UCLA and letting you guys win your national championship." Yeah, that, that's what started. That's when they got it. Oh yeah, boy, man, that, yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. We we honestly like yeah. We my best year was my senior year. We went. I think eight and we went it's 13 games we went eight and five because we lost we went to the holiday bowl but oh. yeah just you know just it was just it was just tough man like y'all y'all boys just getting after it. and i just you know my, my my one of my boys his name was malik jackson he went he went mm -hmm. to sc um for a couple years and you know i would go down there of course you know party with him a little bit, you know, go down there and just, you know, just, just the energy, just the vibe. It was just, it was just different, man. You know, it was just different. And like, of course the fan base, uh, we was talking about it today. Like, you know, like just that have like, even though like the Coliseum's not technically like on campus for y'all, but like it's close yeah. enough. Like you can walk, you know, yeah. walk or bike or bird nowadays to the stadium. You know, the Rose Bowl is a beautiful stadium, but it's just not like on campus like some of these um right. some of these other some of these other schools and you know just a vibe but you know it was it was a blessing man i think my i play we beat y'all my i beat y'all one year like i'm i can't even hate 
I was I was part of the team. We lost to y'all fifty to zero. I can't even can't oh. even front. Yeah, that was that was disgusting. And we and we decided we're all whites too. Like and after that, Ooh. we never were all whites. Cause like I think we I'm glad we start doing the uh the, the home jerseys. Like Coach New actually yeah. Coach New Hall, yeah, start doing the home of home again, which I don't even know why they switched that, but I just you know, I it, I think it's one of the best rivalries in in the country i mean i'm biased of course you know you got michigan and you know the penn states and you know florida florida states and alabama and auburn but i just think it's just there's nothing like you know a ucla it is man and especially now not even playing but just going as a fan like just the whole you know tailgating experience and just the whole just week leading up like you know it's a real rivalry and i and people don't you know people that's not from here they don't understand. And I'm just like, you know, you have to go to a game, you have to experience, you know, to understand it, man. Yeah. I think I think, you know, part of that too, I feel like an Auburn Alabama game, Bama, LSU, like the SEC is just a way different breed. Yes. And like I'm not throwing no shade on on my my Pac twelve, Pac ten at the time, like, you know, people's, but like we got so much stuff going on in LA. People ain't really tripping off off the SC UCLA. Like, unless you guys are eleven and zero, we're eleven and zero. Right. We're coming in, and this is going to be like national championship. Like, people aren't really tripping just because there's so much going on. And it's like most of the time, it's going to be nice weather. I can go to the beach. I can go turn mm-hmm. up. I can go to eat. There's going to be another event. There's going to be something else. Like, people are like, eh, I'm not really worried about it. And I feel like a lot of us got robbed in that sense because. I mean, you think about it after games, where would you go? Like there, you probably wouldn't go to too many house parties. Like you could go to like Hollywood, you could go downtown. Yeah. Like you could really go function as an adult. See, y'all could go there. Like, cause y'all was, the, y'all, y'all were like the NFL team. Like, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. We went to house parties, you know, like, I mean, we like, like, I think like, so, you know, we, people go to certain clubs, but you know, college man you know we broke so shoot i, I was right i was staying local but i you know y'all 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 was turned y'all was doing it all like it was it was it was normal to y'all so but but i, yeah, but I, I mean, get what you're was. saying though. i get what you're saying though because it, it's like because they start you know they start tailgating monday and the game saturday and they they are they man. already out there ready man it's crazy that's why this whole image and likeness thing is getting ready to be for real for real especially in those areas and teams that are like in the South or like the big 10 and the big 12 who was really giving money before in backpacks and like leaving them in cars. And like kids was, you know, coming to school with a trash bag. And six months later, they got the new range. Like this, this where you look at now of like, Oh, you mean this is kind of the wild, wild West. And if I can sit there and let's say I have a, you know, car, you know, I own a car dealership and I want to give DC a hundred thousand dollars just to market you know, come into my car, buy my cars, you know, here I have this marketing company. I have anything. Yep. And for this to thing, this thing's going to get, this thing's going to get crazy. And I feel like one of the, I feel like the NC2A and the universities need to get ahead of the financial gains of it. Yes. Because I don't know about you, but for me, like, I didn't know anything about money. I had six figures. I went from making, I went from making $1,200 a month to $17,000 a week. Yeah overnight yeah like overnight and you understand kind of like the weird shift of like well wait a minute where's the education that goes along with this responsibility and so one of the things that i propose to a lot of the connections that i have inside of the universities 
um, for the work that I do is that <clears throat> why not the why can't the universities do something in regards to like companies do 401ks? We got match programs. Yeah. So if I have, a, you know, let's say, you know, each year you put in five thousand dollars, your company puts in five thousand dollars. So that year you have ten thousand yes. dollars. Now, you can't touch that money for a certain period of time because it needs to mature. Yes. What I think the NF or the NC2A needs to do is I think the NC2A needs to do something similar to that. Now, let's say if I can get $10,000 to, you know, sign these these football cards because I'm a football player at UCLA. I get $10,000. I say, "Look, I'll take 2,000 of that 10 and then $8,000 I'm going to put to the NC2A or I'm sorry, with the university." And I want them to put it in our 401k program, whatever that looks like, yes. because I know yeah. the, the university has a lot more money in the trust and the donations and all of this other money that now their their rinse machine is a little bit bigger. So they're going to take my money. And by the end of my four years, if it's I could have made 40,000, yeah. 50, it's going to be humongous. Yeah. And if yeah. the NC2A can do that, then one, they're going to make money off of the players' money because they're still making money off the players, let's be honest. For sure. But at least now there's a give and give. Yeah. All right, DC, you made you made $10 last week. I'm going to promise you, you give me $8. I'm going to make your $8 that you gave me 15 And you're like, well, wait, how are you going to do that? Well, next month, I'm going to give you a check for $15. Yeah. And you're going to be like, whoa, this dude really made my money money. Yeah, yeah. Now, what does that do? One, it gives athletes the understanding because everybody in the world wants to sit there and say, why don't we teach athletes about delayed gratification? Why don't we teach rich people about delayed gratification? This is what it does. Yes. You can only touch so much money today, but by the time you graduate, then you could touch more of your money. So it teaches that. There's also another incentive program that the NC2A and the universities can do, which is a financial course. So there's incentives. If you there's there's program incentives at every different company or other universities. If you attend this many classes or if you get this amount of certif certificates, then we'll release you know X amount funds. So again, DC, we'll use the same number. You made fifteen dollars during your time working. You you gave me eight. I made you seven. If you take these classes, I'll give you another five. So now, if you take these classes off of an eight dollar investment. You just made $12. Now, your money made $8, or I'm sorry, $7. And then also because of the classes that you went to, because I need you to learn this information anyways. Because yes. one of the things is, is that we just expect that these kids who go to the schools are going to learn this information because they get money. Just because you get more money doesn't give you more information. At all, man. And it doesn't give you more education. So just because you have more money doesn't mean that you're all of a sudden now going to be smart. Why do you think people continuously go broke? And it's not just athletes, it's first generational people with money. Why? Because they don't know what it took to build it, Absolutely. right? Same thing with lotto winners. So I think with the whole money thing like that, one of the biggest concerns that I have is that we're still going to have the same socioeconomical problems that we have because first generation money yeah. is usually one of those things that goes down the toilet. And where does the money go right back to? It goes right back to the people who have the most money. Absolutely. So why not hold on to your money a little bit longer and use it, man? Yeah, no, nah, I, I totally agree, man. Like I've been I've been fighting for that. You know, I, I wrote I wrote a panel because I'm just all, you know, I can't help but to advocate for student athletes because I, I, I was one. And there, it, like at UCLA, there was no financial literacy, you know, and for 
like for me, I didn't, I had $0 when I got out of school. Like if whatever, you know, I, I stayed off campus for a little bit, you know, you get a little stipend to pay for your apartment. Like if you're not smart enough to start like saving some of that money, or if you don't go to a bowl game, like, you know, after your last game, you know, after, after my last game, but the holiday bowl, that was it. Like, you know, UCLA was like, thank you. Thank you for your services. You know, good luck, good luck with life. And I walked away, Word. I walked away with no money. And I, and I, and I always say like, I don't, you know, I don't like, I agree with you. I don't think like players should like get paid because like you said, it's these first generational, you know, people. And let, let's, let's be honest. These kids, you know, you young think, you know, you 19, 20, 21, I give you five, $10,000. You know, all these dudes are going to do is go, you know, get tattoos, go get, go get clothes, man. And, and liquor and, 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 and how, and it's going to be gone before they even reach that four years. But I always say, you know, cause now I have a financial advisor. Now I have a portfolio. I always said right. too, like, man, like each year, put money in this portfolio, let it build. It's, and, and it's nothing like actually seeing it. Like, you know, it's all, it's one thing saying it, but I could show you the account. Like, look, look where your money is when you was a freshman. And now you're a senior. Now, when you out, it's on you. If you want to keep it there and keep, and keep letting it build, you, you know, it's your money. If you want to get out, cause right. I get it. Cause you know, if you don't go to league, you have, you know, you have, you literally have nothing, whatever you have, right. whatever you came in with is what you leaving with. And that's usually yep. nothing. So, you know, right. I, and, and these kids, you know, like we need to start and not even just athletes, just people, period, you know, adults, like, you know, I had no financial literacy at all, you know, cause my, mm. my, my parents, you know, they did their best they could do, you know, we was middle class, um, you know, never needed for anything, but, uh, but, you know, it gets to a certain point you know you you make you know you make more money than your parents and it comes and it comes faster as well because when I, I think i got my first job i was doing i was doing background work as an extra and um and you know they asked me to fill a w2 1099 i'm just like what like what is this like i don't i don't yeah. know how to call my mom i'm like mom like what i don't understand like they asked me like dependents and you know like, <laughs> you, like you know there's zero there's one through nine i'm just like well which one is which and, you know, yeah. and then and, and after a while, I started, um, you know, reading books. I started learning, you know, terminology and I started asking the right questions. And I started having, you know, friends that start putting me on this stu this, to stuff, too, because, you know, even like my first my first time on Ballers, um, my first check I got, you know, I got like twenty thousand dollars. But then wow. but then after after I got taxed, it was like nine thousand dollars. And I'm just <laughs> yeah, where like, did it go? Yeah, I'm just like, wait a minute. Like. Where did ten thousand dollars go? Like I don't understand. Yeah. And like I'm showing my grandma because I'm my grandma. Like I'm staying. I'm, I'm staying my grandma at the time. And I was like, Grandma, like, like, like I don't like I don't understand. Like what? Like what? What happened? And she and she, you yeah. know, she ain't really never seen like that much money at French. She's like, shit. I don't know either. Like you know, it just, <laughs> she's like, welcome. It disappeared. Welcome to adulthood. Like you know, that's just right. Uncle Sam. And, and you know, as time went on, my one of my one of my um, co-stars, man, my big brother Omar, he talking he talking about getting a corporation, getting getting a yep. corporation set up. So now they're yep. now they're paying my now they're paying my corporation instead of me. And you know, yep. you, st you still got to pay taxes though. You know, everybody listening. But you keep but in. You, but but you, you keep in it. Yeah, you keep in what you get. You know, you don't want to be like Wesley Snipes or some of these dudes because like. 
like, you know, you get all that money, you got to still put some to the side, you know, sa right. save some. And I'm just blessed, you know, that I had, you know, like good, good, good friends, you know, my family, you know, my dad, my dad was on me, like, you know, doing stuff because, you know, he always told me, man, it's not, you know, the money you make is what you keep at the end of the day. That's it. And, uh, and even now, you know, I'm still learning things because, you know, you still pick up, you still learn things because, you know, it's the first time, you, you know, you get money. So, you know, you're going to make you're going to make mistakes. Of course, you're going to do things. Right. You're going to have wins. You're going to have losses. But they all they all lessons. You know, my, my acting teacher tells me, like, mistakes are gifts. You know, you learn yeah. just like when we was in football, man. You watch film, you learn from your mistakes so you can move on right. and uh, and move on fast. But, man, we I'm, I'm hey man. If you if, if that goes together, I'm down because, like I said, I got this panel where I went. I went like, you know, I went like somebody. OK, you know, I want like four speakers, you know, maybe maybe five. But I want somebody in your case where you went to the league and, you know, didn't work out. You do what you do. And then you have somebody that went to the league and did and did an amazing job like Reggie Bush. Yeah. Then you have a fine. Then you have a financial advisor, you know, teaching these, right. teaching these young men about financial literacy investments, you know, you know, stocks and bonds. You know, now Bitcoin is coming up, you know, stuff like that. And then, and then, I, and then I also want somebody that um, that didn't make it. But, you know, I'll just, you know, they got to be in the right mind frame, though. That's like right. that took them a minute to struggle because a lot of, you know, I still got friends that still trying to find their way and still like, you know, because football was it. And like, you know, you was blessed that you had. Um, back back in 12th grade, you had that girl tell you, what are you going to do? What is your plan B? Because for yeah. me, I didn't I didn't think about that till like it happened. I'm like, plan B, like, <laughs> you know, it's plan A or nothing. Like, I'm going to put all right. my eggs in this basket and then I'll then I'm then I'm a, then I'm going to figure it out. And you right. know, and, and sometimes that works for some people. Sometimes it's not. But like you said, you knock you like realistically you know not everybody's tom brady not everybody's lebron james yeah. you're not gonna yeah. play football forever even them dudes even tony romo is working right now you know make, mm -hmm. make, making good money you just see a lot of dudes nowadays they making more shot you know shack magic they making more money outside of outside of sports than right. they are when they play but you know of course sports got them there you got to leverage you know i'm sure yep. you know network man like network has just been uh been so key for me you know even like from when i left to now man like everything i didn't got you know even having you on here man just through through my network and just through the grace of god and uh yeah and, and it, you know that something like that they don't really teach you and i mean at least for me they didn't teach me that much of that in college as well you know it's just it's just compete you know, school and, and, and sports, that's it. And but I also think like, you know, as you were talking with that, you know, kind of especially coming off the whole money spectrum that we just talked about, you can't really like, no, like it's almost bad when you throw all of something at one thing in particular. For example, you just talked about, we just throw all of our being at playing ball, but we don't, kick it with people who go to school for school. Like they are going to school for a career for the rest of their lives. Yes. We just kick it with our friends. Like, yeah. yo, I'm going to hang out with you in weights. I'm going to hang out with you in class. I'm going to hang out with you in the locker room. I'm going to hang out with you at practice and meetings and study hall. And it's like, that's your whole entire sphere of influence. And it's like, all of y'all going to be just like me needing a job. Like, unless you're a walk on or your daddy got a company or, you know, somebody like that, then it's tough. We, we're all going to kind of be in the same predicament and boat in the same thing with money. Like if you have a hundred thousand dollars, you're like, I'm just going to throw a hundred grand at Bitcoin because it's popping. Like, okay, you could hit it. You could hit it big and Bitcoin goes up to, you know, 
a million dollars and now all of a sudden you got, you know, two million dollars. So your hundred thousand turned to two million dollars, what, whatever that is. But it also might drop down to like five grand. Got you. And now your hundred thousand dollars just turned into 10 grand. So you just lost ninety thousand dollars. So it's the same exact thing of like, I'm going to throw all of myself at this at playing ball like I did. I did it. I'm, I'm not sitting here like you're, you're preaching to the choir. I did it. I threw like. I didn't know how to spell my name, but I knew every single dang defense and how to run it and, you know, proper time to eat and workouts and all those things. Absolutely. And so the same thing with with diversifying yourself, because I think we got these great examples of, you know, my example of it back in the day was like Jay-Z. I was like, wait, sold drugs, became a rapper, man, owned businesses, now owns companies and was an investor and this. And it's like, People think that, especially athletes, we think that when somebody's telling us to do something different, that they don't believe in our talents and our abilities mm. as playing sports. Mm. So we take that as a challenge, right? Yeah. We're challenge minted. Like, so we're like, oh, I'm going to show them. I'm going to grind it out. But they're not saying that. What people need to understand is that in addition to playing ball and pursuing your career in sports, yeah. what else do you like to do? Yeah. Like, in addition, you're just saying, so we look at LeBron, like we look at KD. We look at, you know, Jalen Rose, shout out. Like, there's a lot of people who are known, just like you said, Shaq. There's a lot of people who are known as well as a career. They're and, right. not but. You know what? DC was a ball player and he's an actor and he's a philanthropist and he just donates a whole bunch of time to volunteer as opposed to DC was a baller, but he hasn't figured anything out yet. Yeah, man. You want to be an and person, not a but. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. I see like, I see, I see you an author, man. You got, you got two books and you do public speaking. Like where, where did that, where did, is that something that's always been in, in you? Like that you, that you want to do or like, where did, how did that come about? Nah, that, that is, that's to be honest with you, man. It just came, it came about. So a lot of the things, so I'm an, I'm an adjunct professor at USC where I teach the incoming freshmen how to transition into college, right? So it's like the big homie, big brother, like life exposures to, you know, time management, how to communicate, how to coordinate, like just basically how to how to get through your freshman year, yes. especially a lot of first gen uh, student athletes. And so the information that I tell them is like the life that I live. And so for me, I always like playing football. Like I use these transferable skills, like what made me great. Cause I think about it like this, if I can play in a $13 billion a year entity, the NFL, yes, then I can at least do a couple hundred thousand dollars a year on my own. I can, right? Like I just take the same principles, the same maneuvers, the same skill sets that made me great as an athlete. Absolutely. And I use this in here. So what do I, what do I mean by that? I mean that, okay. If I was a middle linebacker, which means I stood in front of 10 other men every single play for 60 to 70 times every single game day, and I was telling them and coordinating with them what to do, what can I do in the real world, life after sports? All right. Well, I could be a public speaker. Like I was the dude who talked to the team before the games. Mm. I was the dude who talked to the team at halftime. I was the dude who talked to the team or the defense every play. Yes. All right. That's the same thing I do as a speaker. Yes. So I'll call for, I'll give you a perfect example. Every single week when you play, you meet with the defensive coordinator. The defensive coordinator tells you, Thomas, on third down, and when they're in this formation, they're most likely going to do this. So I need you to put our defense in this situation that's going to give us the best chance to stop this offense. Okay, coach, got you. I remember that. I communicate that to 10 other guys. We win, we lose, whatever. But I communicated it. Absolutely. The same thing now is that when I talk to a client and they say, we have a conference. I'm getting ready to do a conference uh, next week. 
we have a conference of 125 people. It's all going to be virtual. These are the, some of the problems. These are the hurdles. These are the obstacles. What can you deliver inside of your story and your message that's going to help us overcome that? Mm. Same thing I did as a football player. Mm. Coach says, offense does this. Defense, we need this. Now, the point of contact goes, this is what we're experiencing. This is what we're doing. Gotcha. And I'm like, dang, y'all paying it correlate, for it? It correlates. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it correlates. Yeah. And the same thing is, is, I used to get kicked out of class for speaking. I used to run my mouth like all the time. Me too, man. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and now the funny thing is, you man, get is I get paid to speak. Yeah. I'm, I'm my job, right? And so that's like a message to anybody else who is like, man, what are some of the things that you do effortlessly? Yes. And you do it so well. Yes. And it's like, I talk. I talk so well. Like, I'm a speaker. I don't text. I don't really email that great. Like, but I'm a talker. Yes. And so for me, man, that's 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 one of those things as far as a gift. And I think the first 27 years of life, I just wanted to play ball and I wanted to have fun. And so when I got done playing, I said, you can continue to do. I that. want to have the same amount of man. That's it right there. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, I, I understand, man. I, and I tell like, you know, some of my some of my little, little homies, my little bros, I say, man, you know how to work hard, you know. That's not the question. Athletes, we get up, you know, you get up every day, bust your butt, you know how to work hard. You know, once you can translate that, once you figure out that next thing, you're going to be successful because, you know, like that's why Dwayne, you know, the rock, he's so he's he's the hardest worker man in the room because he's been working hard his whole life and doing this. Right. And, and, and I'm not going to nothing's easy. Not, you know, nothing, nothing, you know, every it's a challenge, but it's it's not rocket science. You know, it's simple. You just got to hone your craft. And even the same thing, you know. Like with me, when I was in, when I when I transitioned to ballers, even acting, man, it's it's similar to playing football because I got to take direction from my director, mm. just I got to yeah. take direction from my position coach. I got to yeah. memorize these lines, these scripts, just I got to memorize my playbook. I got to yeah. I got to read and react in the moment, just like on you know, just like on the field, and and and, yeah. and each take, man, just like a play. You know, my my coach said, man, once he had a saying, one step and clear. You know, good or bad play, uh -huh. you have to move on. Same thing like a yep. take, you know. I might have the best take in the world, but you gotta move on. You gotta do you gotta you gotta do it again. <laughs> you know, you gotta do it again. I might yeah. have the worst take in the world. I gotta move on fast, you know? Yeah. And, and and it took me a minute and I had I had to like realize, you know, what skills that I have. Cause I think I, when I was before I started ballers, I was um I was, you know, like I said, interviewing for jobs, you know, trying to figure out life. And I'm doing, and I had no really experience interviewing, and I'm just being, you know, real honest with the guy, and you know, and I'm not saying <laughs> lie, you know, but I didn't know how to sell myself. I didn't know the things that I personally did. I didn't know that I was a leader on the team, you know, because like you said, it was times where I had to lead the defensive line. I had to come, yeah. I had to come together, and uh, and even in the locker room, you know, like I, everybody was always like, you know, when I when I when I was doing TV, that was like, man, like. They always told me, even when I was in the locker room, they said, man, you're funny, man. You should be on TV. And I'm just like, yeah. you know, get out of here, man. Like, you know, that, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, you know, that's cool. Like, I'm trying to play football. Like, you know, like, I'm going to be on TV playing that. But, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really listen, take it to heart. And, you know, and then once I did it, you know, nobody, nobody was really, you know, they were surprised, but they wasn't surprised, if that makes sense. And I'm right. pretty sure the same right. thing with you once you start, yeah. you know, doing your public speaking once you start you know being an author and you know and it's and it's always it's always i'm not gonna say it's easy but when it's your story you know that that's that that's like you it's, lived it's, it you lived it yeah you lived it and so thing, you know it it's it's tough when you do it like when i do presentations in school and i don't know you know i didn't study for this shit i don't know what i'm i don't know what i'm doing you know that make you nervous but you talking about yourself 
any, you know, I feel like, you know, you can do that. You know, it's, it's still, it's still nerve wracking. They said public speaking is one of like one of people's number one fears and yeah. for some reason, but you know, I feel, you know, even I've, I've done it a few times and want to continue to do it. But once you get up there, man, it's just like ball, you know, after that, after that first snap, you know, after that first hit, you like, all right, I'm in it. I'm in my zone. I'm in it. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Let's yeah, go, man. So true. Yeah. I, I was watching one of y'all, one of y'all talks and, um, you know, you said, what are you willing to sacrifice in order to reach success for what you want? Like, you know, what, yeah, what, man. what, what does that mean? Like at this point in your life, cause you've done, you've done, you've done a lot of things, man. And, um, you know, what, what are some things that you willing to sacrifice now to get to that, you know, get to that next step? Yeah, man. So it's like, I, I feel like, like, especially the topic of our conversation is like, how does the past help your help your present and how can it project your future? And I think for me, understanding like really what football was, is it was my foundation. Like I only I, I literally went in a in a span of one semester from eighth grade to ninth grade. I went from a 2.3 grade point average to a 3.5. And the only thing that changed was me playing football. Now it wasn't because I was playing football and the teachers liked me more. It's because I learned the disciplines, the hard work, the determination. And exactly what you said, man, I look at it like this. There's two types of pain in life. Mm. There's pain of sacrifice and there's pain of regret. Mm -hmm. Like one lasts for a moment, right? That's the sacrifice. Another one is going to last forever and that's regret. Yes. Now, I'm not saying I've never, I'm not saying I lived a perfect life and I don't have any regrets. Like you, I'd You're be a liar. liar. You're a liar. <laughs> I'm facts, right? Like I'd just be a liar. And so I'm not going to say that. What I'm going to say is that the things that I want to pursue I usually have pain of sacrifice. Mm. So maybe I didn't go to, this is what I tell people all the time, like when I'm, when I'm trying to make that correlation for the student athletes, it's like, you're right. I, I might've been socially awkward when I was in high school. Why? Because I didn't go out and party after school or after the games. Like I told myself, if I have enough energy to party after games, I never played hard enough, right? Jeez. So I didn't go out to party. Like that's, 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 and so I didn't have too many girlfriends in high school. I didn't, I, I had four friends that I kicked it with tough in high school. Mm. But then I got to college and I kind of was on the same wave there. The same thing when I got to the NFL. But when I got older and I had money, I was able to travel yeah. and I was able to party. Like my parties weren't necessarily the house party on the house couches, like drinking the natural ice beers that like some of my friends was drinking. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. they want to get drunk you and drink natty party. ice. My parties were, I'm going to take a two week solo vacation to Australia. Mm. I'm going to take my mom for 14 days to South Africa for her 55th birthday. I'm gonna go to the World Cup. I'm gonna go to Europe. I'm gonna travel to Puerto Rico Dolo. Like I'm gonna go to Canada. Like I'm gonna go to Southeast Asia. Like I'm, these are my parties, right? So I, so I, I really believe that we're gonna pay one of two places. We're gonna pay on the front end and we're gonna pay on the back end. Yes. You have to pay. Everybody has to get like, like you have to pay the toll. Yes. And so you can either pay it now and it's going to be cheaper. It's going to be, it's going to suck. It's going to hurt, but you're going to pay it now or you're going to pay it later. And for me, I, I would rather somebody tell me right now, look, it's going to cost you $10 to get in as opposed to it's going to cost you a hundred dollars later. Like mm. I'll worry about it later. No, no, no. I'm going to worry about it now. How much is it going to cost? Let's pay this right here, right now. So the thing for me, man, is that I'm always trying to figure out what is it going to take me to sacrifice? Cause I can sacrifice now, especially if you're going to, take it on, you know, later. And it's like the same thing now, like I have a daughter, she's nine months. And so I've been talking to a lot of OGs and they're like, I'm like, what is the number one thing you wish you would have done? And they're like, I wish I would have saved more money for, her, for, mm. for my kids. Yes. Like, you know, college costs, life costs, yes. right? Like you think about like not even a wedding 
you think about, and this is like, could be 30 years down the road. Yeah. This is, you know, going to college, a car, yeah. education, like even, shoot, shoes, even, braces. Even yourself too. Like at some point, you know, I stay with my grandmother, um, you know, right before she passed away in 2019 and just saving, you know, saving money for yourself. Cause when you get older, man, it's expensive. Like, you know, having a nurse or a nursing home, like that stuff's expensive. And, you know, you have your, you have your daughter and, you know, she's going to always, you know, you're going to look out for her. She's going to look out for you. But I just think even, you know, when I have my family, I don't, I don't, it's not fair to like, just put all that burnt, you know, all that burden on your, on your children, you know, just because, oh. you know, you may sac you may, um, sacrifices for them like you know they they should be able to live their life and, and do what they supposed to do right right and you gotta i mean but and the thing about it is that you have to plan yes. of it and instead of being like waking up one day and all of a sudden your ch children are 18 and they're in their second semester of high school and you're like damn i got 40 dollars in my bank account and they got to go to college in six months yeah. like as opposed to being like all right cool how much is going to cost all right it might cost me a hundred thousand so can i put can i let me just put away something can i put twenty dollars right. A month yeah. or can i put ten dollars something so that when you go like oh okay i here i got a, i got five hundred dollars for you i've been saving it ever you know every day or every month or every year since Absolutely. you've been x amount or i got i got a hundred thousand dollars whatever you can do yeah but most of the time we don't think about it until it's time so it's, it's like time. how many times you played in sports and the coach was like i right, make sure you drink your water you're like no nah, i'm good i'm gonna tough it out make sure you drink your water i'm gonna tough it out and then all of a sudden you dehydrated you cramping and this is in the fourth quarter on the most important drive of the game and your team can't count on you because you weren't drinking water when the coach was telling you to drink water you're like i wasn't thirsty it's like nah you're not supposed to drink money are you not supposed to drink water when you're thirsty you're supposed to do it to prevent and the same thing with money and saving you're not supposed to save money when you don't have it, yeah. you're supposed to save it in prevention. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I mean, I love that, man. You know, do you want to pay now or do you want to play later? And I, and I just, you know, that sacrifice you made because, you know, that's something like, you know, like you said, pain and regret. And I, and I, I, I do my best now because my coach used to say that all the time as well. Like, you know, pain and regret. Be, and I, and I, and I live my life now to not, not have too many regrets. You know, because I have regrets that I, that I did. You in college and and probably that's what deferred me from going to the league because it's like when you get there man you have to be like if you want to go to that next level you have to have that laser sharp focus man you got you either you here to turn up or you here to ball you know there's really no both you know i'm not saying not to have you you can have fun but in moderation but you know it's tough right. you know you get to college and you get them focused because you know people there's parties there's girls there's drugs yep. there's alcohol and you know mm -hmm. and i'm not gonna lie to people that made it in your sense, man, they didn't do none of that. Like you didn't see them partying. You didn't, you right. didn't, you didn't see them. You didn't see, you just saw them. You saw them at practice. You saw them in the weight room, the meeting rooms. Yep. And you saw them doing extra work on their own. Yep. And it's just like, right. and it's just like, you know, you have, you have to make that sacrifice. You know, it's every soft and you might have, there might be that 1% guy that can turn, you know, he can turn up and still compete <laughs> the next level. But, you know, even that, man, it's going to catch up to you. It's going to catch Eventually. up to you. And, and like I said, my boy, man, Jonathan Franklin, man, I just seen him just flip the switch because we live together. And my freshman mm. year as well, I, I redshirted. And, um, and I, you know, we had a good time, you know, red shirt, we had a good time, a little too much yeah. fun, you know, in, in my case, you know, cause I, I, at the end, I ain't gonna lie. I was on academic probation. 
subject to dismissal. <laughs> like, you know, I, I, had, I had to grow up because, like, my, my coach broke it down, you know, because, like, you think, you you know, they recruit you. You think you have a four-year scholarship. Now I think times have changed. But at that time, they say you got a four-year scholarship, but it's really each year. Yeah, and if yeah. you're not doing what you're supposed to do, but I'm just thankful I had one coach that cared. And he actually, man, he had me come to the office and like I had to do my work in the office with him and we watching film. And you know, not everybody does that because they like if you yeah. if you're not a grown man and handle your responsibilities, they'll get you out. Cause somebody that is it's it's who knows how many other guys want your spot and want to take your spot. Right. And I just had to just figure out, man, like am I cause cause for me, my dad, man, I was like, I cannot go home because my dad will kill me. Like if I if I go home, you know, it's one thing if you get hurt or you know, something happened, but something that I can control. And, and that's just, you know, doing my work and not and, right. and just focusing and figuring it out. And, you know, and, and I'm sure SC, man, you see, like, these are hard schools, man. You see, like, we was on the quarter system. You know, we didn't have yeah, semester. Y'all quick. Yeah, it's y'all quick, quick, man. It's the most, you know, and, 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 these, and these people, you know, people at the school, you know, they got 4.0 GPAs, you know, 3.8s, you know, 3.5s. You know, these are some of the best students in the country. And just like on the field, you know, we some of the best athletes in the country. If you got somebody that's not up to your skill level, you're not gonna you're not gonna lower your lower your skill level for him. You're gonna right. speed up. And the same thing in the classroom. These these teachers, you know, professors, you know, they're not gonna lower the curriculum for us just because we we got, you know, we I had a 2.9 coming out of high school. Uh, 2.8 2.9 and you know now 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 i'm in now i'm in here with with, with, with all the big fish and you got to yep. keep up but you know we we practice compete you know that's competing you know you got to compete on and off the field and i think that's why a lot of people like hiring student athletes because they because they because they know not everybody can do that like not everybody right. can uh can do what you do and even then i didn't even know that till like later on because i'm just like this is normal like this is what I'm I'm supposed to do at the end yep. of the day, and I it, it wasn't like I think even when I was getting recruited, um, I had one parent like because I think when I got off of my scholarship, I'm sure you were saying way everybody just loving you, they think you're the man, you know, they just kissing your butt, and it was one it was one my uh one guy his dad he told me he said man you just signed your life away, and I'm like I'm like I didn't understand like what he meant because like the tone of it it was almost like you know he wasn't hating but he just like you don't even know what you got yourself into like it's you about to it's about to be a whole nother world and like and he was like that was probably only the realest thing i heard from anybody and when i got there i said oh man like you know because you think you think you think you love ball or whatever sports you play you think you love it and you think you know what work is until you until you get there and then you see what Ooh. you see what work is and 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 dedication and mm -hmm. just and just everything man it's just a whole different ball game but i'm just you know just so blessed to to be there because like not everybody gets a chance and i'm sure man like with you i know for me man college was you know life is amazing now but college was you know they they, they write when they say college is some of the best you know years of your life because you just learn so much you grow you know you come you you leave as a boy and you and you come as a boy and you leave as a, as a young man and even yeah. now like man i'm still you know i still connect with uh with some of my teammates man because those are my brothers because you know you go to war with those guys and you just can't yeah, help man. but to just you know just be a part you know just be a part of their life somehow if that's you know seeing each other 
you know, we play Call of Duty, you know, whatever, man. You just got to <laughs> yeah. be tapped in with those guys because, you, ju you know, yeah. you just go through, like, them four years, man, it's just different because, I mean, I like the, I mean, I don't know about the NFL, but it's just, you know, NFL is such a business and everybody has yeah, families man. and, you know, kids and, you know, you don't really yeah. hang out. I mean, even now as, a, as an adult, man, like, you don't, you know, we don't get, you don't hang out with people like you do in college and it's just, it's just special times and, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't change it for the world. I see you were a sociology major too, man. Like what? Yeah, a little time, man. <laughs> yeah, I did, time. I did history. Like you know, <laughs> for me it was because my I, I I was thinking social, but like to me it was just our schedule was so hard. I didn't because everybody's like history. Like what what are you gonna what are you gonna do with that? And I'm just like, man, I just want to graduate end of the day. Like, were you interested in social <laughs> or was that something? Nah, man. Okay. So my my story, how I picked it up, is kind of like you. And I think it's a lot of like athletes. So for me, my father was in the military growing up. Oh, so wow. because he was in the military, he got this benefit that your kids can go to school for free. Mm. And since I got a, I was on a scholarship, I didn't need that money. And so that money came in the form of a check. Oh, and so instead of getting Pell Grant or, or any other like oh, grants geez. like that, I got that right. Oh, man, you Which, blessed, as man. you know, it, you're blessed, man. I, I, was, I mean, I could get a car, a phone. All I, that. I, I was all right. And so um, I remember like the lady who used to hand out our checks, her name's Monica. And so Monica called me into her office one day and I was like, yeah, cause you know, the money lady, like she got something important to say. I'm gonna drop everything I got to do yes. to go see what she has to say. Yeah. So Monica was like, so um, I talked to like admissions and they said that like, you have to declare your major today or else you're not gonna get your check. And I was like, I'm not gonna get what check? She's like, you're not gonna get your scholarship check and you're not gonna get your check from the military. I was like, and I'll be honest with you, I was getting like, that was like an $800 check. And in college, $800 free money? This wasn't scholarship money. This was $800. Like, and any, I was like, anything. Oh, I'm You'll take anything. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to need that. So I was like, what do I have to do? They're like, you need to declare your major. I was like, by when? They're like, today. And I looked, I literally, like, why, DC, you, I never why didn't you call me two weeks ago? Uh, like this. Right. So I literally looked, some other dude walked past, walked past Monica's office who was not intelligent he was like he he just was he i looked at him man and i was like what is he taking like yeah. what's his major yeah she was like sociology i was like cool hey if i gotta do it today i said let me yeah. do that today man. and i did that that moment man and i went into a sociology class the next semester and the teacher said something that actually sparked my interest she's like uh 85 of people who are working didn't go to school for that She's like only 15%, like if you're a doctor, if you're a lawyer, if you're a dentist, like if you're something like that, that's pretty much it. But everybody else, 85%, like they didn't go to school for that. Gotcha. She's like, so what we're going to learn in sociology is people. And I mean, to be honest with you, I work with people, yeah. I work for people and I love people. Yes. And so, you know, people are my, are, are really my gift. And so, man, I just learned for four years about people. Man. And so what makes us tick? How does it work? And you know, again, I, I really believe that my gift from God is to inspire, enlighten, and to elevate people. And so not only do I have a gift in it, but I also have an education in it. Oh, man, that's dope, man. See, you making me, I should, I see, I should have took some social classes. Like, <laughs> I took one, and, like, it just wasn't that experience, man. It was tough. Like, I was summer school, though. I think it was summer school. I don't know. But, like, it just wasn't that, it just wasn't that same experience, man. Like, the, te the teacher was not good. Like... And like I and I think I think I, I had to drop the class and it's crazy because like I low key cheated on the test and still didn't pass. I'm like, bro, sociology <laughs> isn't for me, man. But but, uh. but 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 I'm glad I'm glad you know 
I'm glad you graduated, man. That's that's a that's a blessing. Glad glad you, you know using using it still to this day. Cause I was yeah, I was man. like the same way. Cause I'm just like man, like what what is everybody else majoring in? Like, cause I'm just like I don't know. Cause even like when you you go like if you really think about what you want to major in, I probably shouldn't even have went to UCLA. Cause it's a medical school. Like it's for doctors, lawyers. And of course, all the stuff I wanted to major in, they didn't have it. And then I, I, yeah. I want to do communications. It was like you had like it was a small major. They had you had to have a three five just to apply. You know, we didn't have we didn't have business. There was no criminal justice. So it was either it was either social history or political science. And um and I just was like, man, I'm just you know I I, I always like history kind of um growing up in high school just because I didn't get I didn't get to travel as, as that much growing up. So it was my way of just learning about the world. And, yep. um, and you know, they always say history repeats itself. And, yep. uh, and I just was, all, you know, always interested in like, you know, because without, without, without a, without a, pre without a, you know, present and future, you have to see what's going on in the past. So it was yes. just, you know, I, I had some good teachers, man. It just like quarter system was just crazy because it's just like you blink and it's just like we're already at midterms. Then you blink again, <sighs> it's like finals. And I'm just like, sheesh. But, um. But I mean, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change any other way. Like, you know, you just gotta just, you know, deal with the cars that you, you know, dealt with. They say, man. Yeah. But um, but yeah, man, I appreciate you, man. What what do you got going up? You got uh, anything new? You got a, you got any uh, no, another book coming out or what? what, uh, what can man, we see I don't know about another you? book, man. I feel like uh, writing books, you gotta go through hell got to, you. <laughs> to literally. And the reason why you gotta go through hell, not even, I'm not even saying. I feel like you gotta go through hell in order to have enough information. Mm. Uh, valuable information to right. give to people. Like, so you have to go through the storm. The, the One of the things that people don't understand about public speaking or teaching or, or, or being in this space is that most of the stuff, well, let me just put it out there. Most of the people who are portraying to be in this space aren't about this life. And the reason why I say that is because I know a lot of them. And so you listen to the way that they really articulate the life that they're living it's like, well, wait, don't you preach on that? Don't you teach on that? Don't you talk on that? How come you mm. can't eat your own dog food, right? Man. So there's that. And the same thing, um, you know, to follow up with that is that in order for me to write my first book, Permission to Dream, I had to have a crappy, like I would say like from birth to like 15, right? Birth to 15 was tough. And so I was only able to write it because I went through the crap. And mm. then once you find out that you go through the crap, then you're able to help other people who are going through crap. So it's like much is given, much is required. Like, so I was able to write the book, but only because it was just crappy. Yes. Um, so the thing about writing a book, I don't know, man, gotcha. to answer that question. Uh, but what I'm working on right now, which is really cool, it's a, it's a virtual program called Greater Than Your Jersey. And I help uh, high school student athletes understand that they are greater than their jersey. And so it's a six-week cohort. We talk about identity. We talk about transferable skills. We talk about confidence, the failure syndrome, and then the trans transition with transferable skills. And what I've been doing is uh, it's a it's a weekly seminar. And so last week we had like 194 guests on our on our webinar. Um, and so for six weeks, man, I walk these kids, and they're from everywhere. There's like Canada, uh, Mexico, Puerto Rico was on there. Um, and then all throughout, you know, the other central parts of the United States. And so right now, man, I'm just in this giving phase, teaching at SC, doing that, and then being a full-time dad, man, and a full-time fiance is, uh, it's like, where do you get sleep? But it's like one of those things where, you know, you got your inspiration and your purpose looking you in the face every single day. Like you get energy from that. You get energized. Like it's, 
it's like playing in the, in the, in the most important football game you've ever played in. And your coach comes up to you before the game and say, I need everything you got on everything, every single play. Jeez, man. And we've all had those moments. And it's like, when my daughter looks at me and like, she ain't, she ain't talking like that yet, but she's like, that energy. you know, and, and, and then when my fiance, like, Hey babe, like, you, you, you know, that's what she needs. And the same thing, you know, showing up to, to podcasts like this. And then also with the other programs and the curriculums that I'm teaching, man, it's, uh, we live in a time right now where every bar, every person's gift is needed. Yes. Whether you do, you know, you're, you're speaking to people, whether you do hair, whether you do lawns, whether you do like every single gift is needed. You do comedy, you do entertainment, like, Man, it's it's needed, right? Yeah. And so right it's a team now, effort. it's a team effort, man. It's called on, man. Yeah. So so whatever it is that everybody's doing and that their gift is, do more of it. Absolutely, absolutely, man. Well, man, I really appreciate you coming on, boss. And man, thank you so much for taking time out. Um, where where can everybody find you on on, Insta, on Instagram and on your social so, media? So yeah, they can they can hit me on the line. My uh, my primary line right now is the website, which is thomasrwilliams.com. I got all social media handles, but I also have this, uh, I'm gonna call it a movement, man. So the last time I posted was December 19, 2019. And the reason why I did it is because I feel like right now we're in such a chaotic space of like, people feel like they need to be on social media in order to be productive, in order to advance. Right. But I'm actually gonna flip that whole entire theory on its head. And I'm gonna do more and become more productive than I've ever been when I had social media. So that when the people, when I come back, they're gonna be like, damn, man, just yesterday you was, and I'll be like, nah, it takes a lot of nights to become an overnight success. And so Never I'm not on the gram right now, man. Okay, gotcha. um, so it's, it's like a year, it'll be a full year. It's like 13, 14 months of being without it. And so, um, yeah, man, just hit me on the website, like I said, or shoot, contact you and then you got my info and then, you know, we can link there. But uh, pretty Absolutely. much, man, it's just on a podcast near you. Absolutely, man. Well, man, thank you so much, man. God bless you, man. Man, we need to do this again, man. Should I, you know, I feel like we just, you know, we we scratched the surface, but man, that's I, it. I, th I thank you so much, man. Thank you so much for coming on, and yeah, man, let's let's talk soon, bro. Yes, sir. DC, yes, sir. appreciate you, man, and to everything you got going on, man. Thank you for being a light, man. Oh man, no problem, man. Hey, you know, God say, man, you got to be a light in this darkness. So I'm yes. just, you know, doing my doing my doing what I can, and you know, just just serving, man. We here to be serving, so I'm just serving and just Word. just using my gifts and using my skills as as best as I can at the end of the day. So keep doing it. Yes, sir, man. Go Bruins too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> All right, boy. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.